Podcast 46, a salute to Grumpy Cat, musicals or just nostalgia, AP Bio, and... Why do they keep canceling my TV shows? There you go. Welcome back to Pop. Very good. Yeah, that was live. (laughs) I could tell. <laughs> I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today we're going to be talking about all things pop culture. Well, some things pop culture, right? That would be a really long episode, right? I was going to say, that would be a long show. <laughs> yeah. And today I'm joined by Christine carlson Wolf. Hi, pop stars. Hope you're having a great day. It's okay, but don't put that kind of pressure on me, man. Like, you know. <laughs> And you wish somebody, you know, have a nice day. That's all. Sometimes you can't live up to that pressure, right? Don't tell me what to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite TV shows, AP Bio. And sadly, it got the axe. Mine too. Yeah. Sadly, it's getting the axe, but we'll we'll get to that later. So I guess <laughs> we want to kick off this show with some really sad news. An icon of our time, uh, something that went beyond a meme. I have sad news, but Grumpy Cat has passed away. Yeah, that really was sad. You know, people joke about the Internet is only good for cat videos. and, uh, (laughs) And there are some good ones out there, don't get me wrong. But Grumpy Cat was a superstar, really rose to be the, uh, the, the hero yeah. we didn't know we needed. That's right. Grumpy Cat, the grouchy-faced furball that launched a thousand memes, has passed away. And this happened on May 17th, 2019. Uh, CNN said that Grumpy Cat was arguably the Internet's most popular cat and one of its first viral memes has died at the age of seven. Grumpy Cat's owner, Tabitha Buddinson, said, We are unimaginably heartbroken to announce the loss of our beloved Grumpy Cat. And despite care from top professionals as well as from a very loving family, Grumpy encountered complications from a recent urinary tract infection that had unfortunately become too tough for her to overcome. She passed away peacefully on the morning of Tuesday, May 14th, at home in the arms of her mother, Tabitha. Besides being our baby and a cherished member of the family, Grumpy Cat has helped millions of people smile throughout the world, and even when times were tough, her spirit will continue to live on through her fans everywhere. Were you a big Grumpy Cat fan? I mean, there was merchandise, uh, calendars, every sort of thing. Was there, there was even a Grumpy Cat movie. Was there? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had forgotten that. I would call myself a grumpy cat fan. Sure. How could you not be? Uh, she was she was snark and fluff and uh, an attitude. I loved it. You know, that's all the things that I stand for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll always have the memes and the videos. That's That's great. I'm looking at the IMDB page for Grumpy Cat. And yes, there is a such a thing. It says Grumpy Cat 2012 to 2019. Grumpy Cat was born on April 4th, 2012 in Morristown, Arizona. But the credits for Grumpy Cat are Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever 2014, Noob Slayer 
2017, <laughs> WWE Raw 1993, and for some reason the Bachelorette. I apparently there is a credit on the the Bachelorette. So wow, the cat went further than I did in show business. So <laughs> well, it's all about who your agent is, right? Yeah, talent plus opportunity. <laughs> She was also the official spokescat for Friskies and appeared on several U.S. TV shows, including Today and Good Morning America. At the time of her death, Grumpy Cat had 1.5 million followers on Twitter, 2.4 million on Instagram, and 8.5 million on Facebook. And all I'm trying to do is get you to share this episode, folks. So <laughs> Maybe I should be Grumpy Ken. Just... just... <laughs> Maybe I'd get a lot further <laughs> in showbiz if I... For, yeah, I get yeah. it. Further. Further. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect Batman. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Batman... Uh, boy, you would think no one was ever cast in a movie before, but Robert Pattinson is the new Batman. Sparkly Batman is coming to a screen near you soon. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not going to work. Seriously, I'm kind of actually looking forward to a new Batman. Oh, I always look forward to the new Batman. Sure. Everybody deserves their shot and bring a bit of themselves to it. Actually, I don't want that. I don't want that in a Batman. You don't? No, I want them to be Batman. I want them to be well, Bruce Wayne, and I want oh, them to be Batman, right? I see. Like, for example, if Jim Carrey were to play Batman, I wouldn't want him to go, all righty then. You know, I want him to be Batman, and I think he would. I think he'd be great. He'd be fine. Every See, here's the thing. Batman doesn't really have to act all that much. You let the suit do the work, right? Right. Really, the the challenge is, does he play a, a good Bruce Wayne? And even though I have problems with Christian Bale's Batman, his Bruce Wayne was pretty good. That's the thing. They, there are consistencies, or there should be consistencies, no matter who's in the suit, mm -hmm. right? But, uh, but every actor deserves the opportunity to to bring some bit of flavor of their own to it. And and you're right, then maybe it is in the Bruce Wayne side of it. Yeah, that's really where you get your chance to shine, right? Because otherwise, I mean, it's kind of like if you play an Iron Man, his head's in a, a screen half the time, and the rest of the time he's just Robert Downey Jr., right? But uh, anyway, but really we've come to a point where Batman is our modern James Bond, right? Oh, yeah, I'd say that. That's very true. They both have a bunch of gadgets and an, an English person that gives them cool gadgets. And, <laughs> you know, Alfred went from being a butler to, like, this intense tech guy who was in, like, some sort of military prior to becoming the, the butler for the Waynes. You know, everybody's upset about this and need i remind people how upset they were when when the batman tv show in 1966 came on there were a bunch of batman fans that hated that and it turned out to be something that we now look back and we love on it big time right 
that's the gold standard, isn't it? Yeah. In my mind, it is in many yes, ways. Mine you too. Know. Yeah. Right. Right. There's a lot that's not great about it, and there's more that's great about it, though. So people were very upset about Michael Keaton becoming Batman at the time. You know, I remember people. I, I never saying, got that either. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, at the time, you realize. He was Mr. Mom, right? So it was like, great, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman. <laughs> He's one of my favorite Batman. Batman's Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> and then we had George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. N- Nipplegate <laughs> before yeah. before Janet Jackson. Uh, yeah, George yep. Clooney brought Nipplegate to the Batman. Well, movies. they had a bat thong and bat nipples. It was bat cod pieces it's just kind of ridiculous that movie's horrible by the way bat hot <laughs> batman and robin is just ugh, not good anyway but having said all of that you know we survived ben affleck and i remember people acting like it was the end of the world it's it's like an overreaction on all things right oh everybody has to be angry once again everybody has to be angry about everything in yes. anymore make sure that anytime your favorite book comic book video game is announced make sure to have plenty of outrage at the ready because that's the internet right <laughs> that's that's america's pastime now yeah i personally would like to see a batman you know you, if you really want to please me i really don't care who plays him as long as you have a batman that's not such a tortured soul that he wants oh, to yeah. do good he wants to uh do right you know what i mean he wants to help people I mean, that's kind of what Batman's supposed to be about. He is a hero, after all. Yes. Not a reluctant hero. He's just a hero. Right. I mean, I think he would like to live in a world where there's no longer a need for a crime fighter. Wouldn't we all, right? Yeah. (laughs) As a matter of fact, former guest Yamal Yassim Eigel wrote this on Twitter when they said, what is your most controversial opinion about batman yamal wrote he's not crazy he's not tortured he doesn't have survivor's guilt he doesn't have ptsd his parents died but that became his fuel he's trained himself to be a soldier he trains other soldiers he took on a job he doesn't need to be the batman he likes being the batman that's the batman i want to see That's right. Use your internet outrage to make yourself a better hero. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Lately in popular culture, over the last couple years, there's been a bit of a rebirth in musicals. But it's not really in the way that we've always thought of as musicals, right? Like, there's really not much uh, tap dancing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had A Star is Born. Mm Mm-hmm. With Lady Gaga, and uh, Bradley Cooper was in it. It was a good movie. And that song, the sha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, you know, that was, that was okay. Shallow. Yeah. Shallow. Shallow-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you've got Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Love it, love it or hate it. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Rocket Man, which is coming out about Elton John. Yes. And we also have the Judy Garland movie starring Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Oh god, and I've seen I've seen the trailer for that. 
holy cow, that looks so good. She she does such a great job. And some people say, you know, they can't understand Renee Zellweger. Why why would she be picked? They forget that she starred in the movie Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the tradition, a traditional musical. She has a great voice, and she really personifies Judy Garland in mm-hmm. uh, in that trailer. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But you know, so you're right in the in the way of what we're calling uh, loosely musicals. They aren't exactly what we think of when we think of old school musicals. Here's another one: the movie Yesterday. Mm. You heard about this one? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, so so this is all about imagine a world where only one person ever remembers the Beatles existing. They just didn't exist to the rest of the world and he can't believe it and he kind of becomes the sensation singing and performing the Beatles music. I think this looks very interesting and and I'm looking forward to that one too. What do you think, Ken? I I think it could be fun. I mean, just imagine the pressure that you would have if you realized you were the only one that remembered the Beatles and then you have to try to recreate the brilliance of them in each song because what a bunch of pressure to have on your shoulders. I I love the Beatles. You know, I'm a huge Beatles fan, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's I can see it two ways. Yes. Because if if you're the only one that remembers them and it's like it's like spreading the gospel of the Beatles, right? You exactly feel compelled. Oh, you you must know about them. I must tell you about them. I want you to share the love and the joy and 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 the experience of them. So, yeah, there's the pressure there. On the other hand, they have no frame of reference. So as long as you do it halfway decently. I know, but I would be terrified myself. Oh, well, yeah. To, like, all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself playing a reggae version of Hey Jude, which (laughs) which could be cool. But then then that's how everyone would know it from then on. You know what I mean? It's or uh, a funky version of yesterday. You know what I'm saying? There's or the Joe Cocker version of a little help from my friends. Yeah. Everything has its place, right? Right. Right. Anyway, I think it's an interesting concept. I'm eager to see what what they do with the movie. There's one film that we haven't mentioned, though, and it's the Motley Crue biopic that was on Netflix. Oh, well, there's a reason why I chose not to mention it, but go right. ahead. <laughs> Seriously, I think we need to have another rating for movies on Netflix because, like, they showed a woman squirting, like, within the first oh, two wow. minutes of the film. So, like... You know, I don't I don't know what exactly the breakdown of the M rating is for mature, but I think that that's a little bit more than mature. You know what I'm saying? Or or quite a bit less. I don't know which. <laughs> yeah, depending on the Beavis and Butthead scale, the Motley Crue scale of mature, you know. But it was like, man, there should have been a little bit of a warning there. Maybe it's the misogynistic scale. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm just saying that, like, there's a lot of people that are thinking, oh, I like Motley Crue when I was growing up. They might see a couple titties. It's not the end of the world. And then that happens. Right off the get-go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank God it wasn't a 3D ride. You'd need the uh, the gear from the 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 Niagara Poncho. (laughs) Niagara Falls tour bus. You're in the splash zone. (laughs) How much of that am I cutting out? Anyway. (laughs) 
All of it. <laughs> Where's this rock movie thing going? Because it used to be in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. We actually had the rock bands themselves starring in the movies, right? You had the Beatles with Help and The Who mm -hmm. and Tommy. And then mm -hmm. Prince and Purple Rain and Madonna. And everybody was getting a movie. Rick Springfield had a movie. And... You know, and now it's we're getting to a point with not only are we seeing tribute bands and tribute acts and holograms, but we now have these rock movies, which I have some problems with them, but are they biopics or are they fantasies, right? Because, like, for example, I really enjoyed a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody. What I didn't like about it was some of the liberties taken with Freddie Mercury's story, right? Yes. I, I went to the theater and saw that with my daughter and her fiance. And I was I was excited that we were going to get to share this and they might learn some things. And then I ended up having to, like, teach them what the truth was. Um, but the takeaway was that they knew 90 percent of the songs that were were in the movie and and they knew even more they were saying well why didn't they play this one or why didn't i wish they would have shown that one or so i think that the bigger story is that every generation likes musicals in whatever format they might evolve into mm -hmm. there's a there's an allure of watching music being performed in a story there was Moulin Rouge with uh, Nicole Kidman and I forget the guy. You know, that was a trippy thing that was a, a musical of its own making, but not like anything we've ever seen before or since, right? Right. Like, for example, some of the problems I had with Bohemian Rhapsody, there were times that I wish that they would have had Freddie lean into the camera and say, darling, this isn't exactly the way that it happened, but it's the way I want you to remember it, right? You know? Right. Would that, that would have been that would have been a great solution. Now that's something that they'd actually did in the Motley Crue movie. They would like lean yeah. into the camera and say, "This next part is all bullshit." Right. <laughs> 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 that way, you could like kind of have parts of the truth and stuff like that. But there's also a big difference between, like, for example, Freddie Mercury's story and Elton John's story and Motley Crue's. I think Motley Crue doesn't want to be prosecuted from things that they might or might not have done that they said that they did in the book, oh, The Dirt. This is a legal disclaimer is what you're saying. Yeah. I, think, I think it kind of works that way, right? Because that way they can say, oh, all this stuff happened, but... If it really comes down to it legally, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm -hmm, this way they right. could have it both ways. And they did love having things many ways. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess we are in the age of the rock movie, whatever that means, because uh, it's really weird because, like, are we going to see, like, the story of Iron Maiden? I don't think we ever will. The story of Judas Priest, I don't think that's going to happen. There used to be, like, the VH1 biopics, right? Right. They did that monkeys one, which was kind of okay, but totally not oh, real. Right. I mean, really what they had, it was, these were clothes that the monkeys wore, and this is what they kind of acted like. But that was the end of it, right? But they did give us uh, all of your toys. And yeah. so that that makes that movie worth it just for that scene alone. Right. 
they also had the Def Leppard movie from VH1's classics. So Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man are like those VH1 biopics on steroids, right? <laughs> right. I really think that all of these, quote, musicals are just another wave of nostalgia and just another way to market to people who never heard the bands or performers in the first place. Anyway, so before we get into the main discussion of our show, I would like to play a song off an album called Thunderbolt and Lightning. And this is from a gentleman named Mark Martell. And you may not know who he is, but you've heard his voice. He was the guy that was filling in for Freddie Mercury on Bohemian Rhapsody. Whenever they needed something and the actor was uh, singing something, he would go in and he would uh, fill out the sound. Or, or That's his voice you're hearing a lot of the time. Interesting. He did this album called Thunderbolt and Lightning, which I really recommend if you're a big Queen fan. But he does things in a slightly different way. You're going to hear under pressure so you can get an idea and this also has uh, other vocals from kevin max of the group dc talk and check this out this is a new version of under pressure from mark martell
So check out the album Thunderbolt and Lightning from Mark Martell. Uh, it is kind of like Queen reimagined. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It is, yeah. He's Wow, he's got quite the voice, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Sounds like Freddie. But the guy seriously has a lot of great music, including he's done a lot of holiday music as well. He's a very talented guy from Tennessee, I believe. So check him out. Mark Martell, Thunderbolt and Lightning. Christine, speaking of musicals, we had a guest on the show talking about Be More Chill, someone that you kind of know a little bit about, your niece. Caitlin Carlson Farrell, who plays Chloe Valentine uh, in on the Broadway stage in the breakout musical of 2019, Be More Chill. They are nominated for Best Original Score. What an honor. Guys, if you have a chance to get up to New York and see Be More Chill, it is it is great. Everybody really loves it. And the run is just open-ended. So there's plenty of opportunities to go see it. And I also saw in the news where they are having uh, Pinkberry is giving them a Be More Chill flavor, right? That's right. The New York area outlets of Pinkberry, has, a, which is a frozen yogurt franchise, um, they have a Be More Chill themed flavor called two-player game it is a mochi and matcha blend and uh, which is very trendy and very cool and katie actually got to go to the unveiling of the (laughs) of the flavor uh she and her co-star lauren marcus i mean you know when you're when you're a kid growing up and you're wanting to be an actress or an actor, you never think that one day your broadway debut character will have a flavor of frozen yogurt named in her honor that's right now there's talk about a be more chill movie so that could be interesting yeah uh, not only is there a movie but it's also making its way into regional theater as well there are some productions happening now and some about to happen over the summer so watch for those in your area this is caitlin carlson and you're listening to pop a pop culture podcast Rockin' Pot is back. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus. Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rock and Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rock and Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockandpod.com. Christine, we're going to make a debut of a new feature here at uh, Pop. This is entitled Ken Mills Remembers. Would you like to do the introduction? Sure. And now, Ken Mills remembers Larry Hagman. 
Yeah, I remember that guy. He's uh, on that show. JR, right? Yeah, that's him. I remember him. He was on I Dream of Genie, too. Yeah, I remember him. And that was Ken Mills Remembers. Thank you. Thank you. That's, a, that's an ongoing segment that I think will really illuminate and celebrate pop culture. So. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> You, you you know that I'm going to put the picture of you wearing that shirt. <laughs> Today, we are talking about AP Bio. Hashtag save AP Bio. If you haven't watched it, you need to. It is available on Hulu.com and NBC. This article is from Deadline.com. Anita Bennett writes, AP Biofans light up Twitter in an effort to save the canceled NBC series. It looks like there will be no third season for the NBC comedy series AP Bio. Executively produced by Seth Meyers, creator slash executive producer Mike O'Brien revealed the news on Twitter. Mike O'Brien writes, I'm intensely sad to announce that AP Bio will be ending after this season. This has been my favorite project of my life, and that's because of the amazing writers, cast, and crew. As most canceled shows probably feel, I think we were just hitting our stride, and everyone was still loving the work, so this is very hard. They have since then aired all four of their final episodes. After AP Bio creator, executive producer Mike O'Brien broke the news that the sophomore sitcom had been canceled, Fans have taken to social media in an effort to bring it back. The hashtag SaveAPBio trended throughout the month on Twitter. Among the comments, viewers said they were crushed and that the show will be missed. The show was written by SNL alumni O'Brien. The high school comedy stars Glenn Howerton as a disgraced Harvard philosophy scholar, Jack Griffin. After losing out on his dream job, Griffin is forced to return to Toledo, Ohio and work as a high school advanced placement biology teacher. And he uses his students to get back at the people in his life who have wronged him. Some reactions that we saw on Twitter, for example, Mike Shoemaker from at Shoemaker Mike, he wrote, as we tweet about hashtag save AP bio, let me say that at Glenn Howerton is just the goddamn best. He made a sweat-panted sociopath into the most engaging hero on TV, and he was just getting warmed up. Hashtag save AP bio and retweet this. Star Wars' own Luke Skywalker has tweeted about the show many times. At Hamill himself, his, his Twitter handle, he wrote, Awful news. Hashtag everything I like gets canceled. We know the feeling, Mark. At which point, Glenn Howerton, Glenn with two N's on Twitter, wrote, Oh my God, Luke Skywalker himself watches my show. I'm dead. Hashtag save AP bio. Mark Hamill went on to tweet the writers, staff, Patton Oswald, and Glenn Howerton that you're a part of one of the best ensemble cast on TV. Hope you find a new home. Hashtag save AP bio. Then he wrote... Can we all agree that not only is hashtag AP Bio a great show, but it also has the best theme song on TV? It's the Ramones Listen to My Heart. But since they only use 15.27 seconds of it, here's the entire version. So he, he tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> Dick smack. <laughs> <laughs> 
As we kick off this segment, here is the great Anthony Porter from the bands Clashing Plaid and Three Chord Money. I threw up the bat signal and I said, Anthony Porter, can you write a song? And all I said to him was pretty much, here's what the song's about. Why do all my shows get canceled? And seriously, within an hour or two, he came back and he had this whole song written. And he came up with all these lyrics on his own. I'm, I'm going to read the lyrics to you so you can understand everything that's going on. Because this is not a professional recording, but I, it's just so cool that you did this, Anthony. Here's the lyrics. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? I cried back when my so-called life got put into the can. I'll never know what happened to Jordan and Rayanne. Or when they canceled Timeless with a whole bunch of loose ends. They had to wrap up a movie just to make amends. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? And all the Netflix Marvel shows. It looks like they are done. What's going to come of Iron Fist now that he's found Kun Lun? Right off into the sunset, but I guess we'll never know. I'm looking in the TV guide just to find my show. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? So now here he is with an anthem for our time. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? Sing it with me, America. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? Does anybody watch it? Does anybody see? I tune in every week with the MA. It's just me. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? you say the show is about oh i'd say it's about 22 to 25 minutes long (laughs) no it's it's about a high school uh specifically a class for ap bio duh Mm -hmm. but it's more than that i mean it's an ensemble comedy so it's all about the staff and the students at this high school Mm-hmm. And and the cast was really good. It was well. I'm going to say that the cast is good because yeah, I'm hoping okay. that it, the show gets saved. Right now, they're talking about trying to save this show. Uh, they're they're looking at Hulu to try to to get them to pick it up. So I'm hoping this show does continue. And it it says when disgraced Harvard philosophy professor Jack Griffin, played by Glenn Howerton, 
loses out on his dream job to his rival, Miles Leonard, he is forced to return to Toledo, Ohio, and work as a high school advanced placement biology teacher. As he comes crashing into Whitlock High School, Jack makes it absolutely clear that he will not be teaching anyone any biology. Realizing he has a room full of honor roll students at his disposal, Jack decides to use these students for his own benefit, getting revenge on his enemies. <laughs> and uh, Principal Durbin is played by Patton Oswalt, and <laughs> the staff is just amazing, and the people that play the students are just amazing. This show cracks me up, and it is a show that is a universe-building show. Like, a lot of shows have their own continuity. That's no big thing. But this show is so rich and has so many characters, and the more you watch it, the more you'll get out of it. Would you agree? I would, yeah. I'm sitting here nodding my head. Maybe you can hear the rattle. That every character has a, a really rich uh, story. There, you know, There's a lot of material there to be mined. One's funnier than the next. Both the staff and the students. Yeah. Now, Patton Oswald's principal, Ralph Durbin, he plays uh, pretty much a clueless principal, right? Yeah. And he's pretty funny. He does a lot of weird things, and he has a lot of very strange sayings, and occasionally he'll make up, oh, a song for the students to discourage them from doing anything that's bad. Meth gives you joy only gods can experience, but don't do it. <laughs> the part where he says sex is and, yeah, and meth. meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Jack Griffin and Principal Ralph Durbin are the adults in the room, you know you've got problems. And then we find out that there is Ralph Durbin's assistant, Helen Henry DeMarcus, who's played by Paula Pell. She is uh, Durbin's secretary. And she is out of her mind. But listen, there is another reason why I brought you here tonight. Damn, this blouse. No, Helen, it's not the... It's never going to be the blouse, all right? I just... I'm, I'm working on a book to help people smile, and I thought, well, who makes me smile more than anyone? Helen? Yeah. <laughs> Helen does. So, um, I need your help. I'd be so honored to help you with your book. You know what I always say, always go for a second helping of helping. Okay, yes, that's the stuff I need. Yeah, I, I, need, uh, I need more of those. You got a bunch of those? Well, high fives and low fives are better than no fives. <laughs> are you getting this? Yes, yes, more, more, more. If you step on a berry, you just made some jam. <laughs> if you pass gas when you're leaving a room, it's called a toodaloo. Is that the first half of something? If you spill your milk, it's just a paper towel getting a promotion. Oh my God, here's a good one, Jack. If you escape the womb, you can escape anything. Boom! I am going to be rich. And she's so funny. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's always got these zingers coming, you know. Then there's there are three or four other teachers and staff that they kind of concentrate on. There's uh, Steph, who's a history teacher, and Mary, who's an art teacher. And then we have Michelle as the home economics teacher. And they're kind of like, how, how, what would you say their role is? 
They are, first of all, they're they're kind of clicky, like uh, like they were probably, you know, the the mean girl click in their own high school if they had gone to school together. But they're also a great foil for Jack. Mm hmm. They're they're in, But instead of mean girls, they're more like happy girls because they're always having fun, even when they're oh, going yeah. through problems, you know, but they're crazy. But they get in their snark too, and and so that's why you know I oh I think the mean girls enjoyed each other's company and had fun. Yeah. But <laughs> and the one teacher she's she likes to say she's happily married, but that woman's got a lot of deep issues going on. But uh, yeah, I, I you got to catch this show. It's on Hulu. You can watch every episode, and you can also under the extras. You know, like when you get a Blu-ray or DVD, there's always extras, right? Right. If you if you go on Hulu, there's a like an extra section that has clips and interviews with the cast and behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely worth checking out. And Glenn Howerton is Dr. Jack Griffin. He always reminds people that he is from Harvard and he walks around wearing a sweater and sweatpants. He really does not care about this job. As a matter of fact, when he walks into the classroom, the first thing he does is throw something in the direction of a garbage can and tells everyone to shut up. All right, everyone shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Go ahead and start to shut up now. All right, everybody. Go ahead and start to shut your mouth. Begin to shut up. All right, everybody. Start to shut up. Start to shut up. Shut up immediately. All right, all right. Everyone start to shut up. Shut up. Shut up, your silly cybernetic offspring. Okay, start to shut up, everybody. All right, quickly finish shutting up, everybody. Shut up. Okay, start shutting up now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always using the students and getting them into really illegal situations, right? This is not to sir with love. This is a really screwed up show. <laughs> It. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get to what is probably both of our favorite character. Oh, I will. Let's, yeah. So, so okay. let's let's talk about the students, okay? Yep. Because because you get to meet the students, and each one of them has a personality. Everyone in this show has a personality for the most part. Like, there's a lot of shows where there's just background characters. Right? Yeah, just seat fillers, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. this this show is so rich with characters, from the weird janitor to the weird uh, coach. <laughs> just everybody's strange, and it, each person is wackier than the last one. It's just nuts, but. We have uh, some really cool kids. There's what I'm going to call the normal kids, whatever these kids are. Now, keep in mind, these are all advanced class kids, right? All these oh, yeah, kids. Yeah, they're very bright. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're incredibly bright, but they're also under a lot of stress, right? Yes. The show takes into account that these kids are the top of the class. The, this is the best that the, the high school has to offer because they're all AP kids. And this guy simply refuses to teach them. He takes away their biology books, puts them in garbage bags, and takes them away from them. <laughs> and he says, you will not learn everything, and you'll get extra credit for shutting up and playing along with his mad schemes. So it's very bizarre. 
There's Sharika. She's got her entire life all planned out. And all of a sudden, here comes this teacher who's nothing like anything she's dealt with before. And she has she has this notebook where she she's like keeping a list of everybody's infractions, right? Yeah, absolutely. We learn that she goes into the office before school every morning. Here's the list of what happened, you know, yesterday or or, or already today. And like, hey, early bird, what you need? Well, I'm just here early doing a little research for my new book about Toledo's working class. Mm -hmm. uh, I was down in the cafeteria observing Rhonda and the lunch ladies as they cheerfully made about 200 breakfast burritos. Mm -hmm. And then she was mixing up about three vats of what she was calling fiesta tots. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just need to type up my notes and I was hoping to do that in my massage chair. And you have that. So uh, give me it. Cricket nipples. I gave it to Lynette in Accounts Payable oh. because I read that if you sit on a yoga ball, uh -huh. it really strengthens your groin Does it? so you don't have a dumpy groin. Ah. And who wants a dumpy groin? So sorry, where is, where is Accounts Payable? I'd like to go see oh, this Lynette. That way. Left, two rights. Left and two rights. Okay. Hi, Sarika. Here are all the violations I've witnessed so far today. Well, you better tell them to me. Dale was 10 minutes late this morning. Oh, my God. Travis Hexter put the school up for sale on eBay. It's at $300. That's pretty good. Sharika and Marcus are two students who really excel. They're they're used to achieving, right? Yes. And they're very driven. Yeah. Jack's lack of passion in teaching them anything at all really upsets these two students. And they're almost a foil for the teacher Jack. And then there's a really great character named Victor, who is just kind of mealy-mouthed and doesn't have much to say, <laughs> has no confidence, he wears the ugliest sweaters. Cannot edit a video to save his life. V-Dog, what's going on over there? It's my house's security app. My parents are out of town, so I'm turning the lights on and off to keep robbers away. And he just wants to be friendly with the teacher, Jack. And Jack's really wanting none of it. He's not having it. That's right. Yeah. And then there's some students, like, for example, there's the star athlete who can do anything he puts his mind to, and that's Dan Decker. He's just uh all-around kind of a guy that you would have in your school, right? He's he's the star quarterback. He's he's everything. He can sing, he can do everything. And then you've got Anthony Lewis, and he is this he's played by Eddie Levy, and he is so fantastic. <laughs> What's up, man? Come on. Can we can we do this? You're going to have to adjust to my pace. So slow. Okay. <laughs> he's a sloth embodied in yes a human he's a sloth form. very good very very well put and a lot of the time the teacher will get these kids in potentially illegal things right <laughs> and then there's other uh cast members marisa and i just in case they're listening i just want to tell you i love all of your stuff caleb but there's one person who jumps out like nobody's business in this whole show Oh, the lovely Allison Ashley Arm. Right. She plays Heather. I like big books, and I cannot lie. I shoplift magazines to feel alive. Getting caught's the fun part. Live fast, die young. Will you have my back when I plunk a bitch? Two words. Sucker punch. <gasps> now you, lady. Punch me in the face. Well, hey there, big daddy. My dad owns a butcher shop, so I know my way around the inside of a pig. Get me my own pressure cooker. I want to make brisket, and I want to make it quick. 
I uh, strongly recommend a Memphis rub on those cuts. Printed that out for you, boss. You're selling out, boss. She would have popped off on you, boss. Boss, boss, boss. Got some kind of a boss. Oh. She is a fantastic talent, and she realized early on that she could do things that would make her stand out. And she actually, there's this wonderful interview that they do with her where she talks about how they were shooting for a long period of time and she would just do things like look around through the rows up at the teacher. And if the teacher was doing something, she would emulate the same thing. She is the biggest enabler of the teacher, Jack Griffith. She calls him boss all the time, right? Yeah, boss. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's that's pretty boss, boss. <laughs> She's gonna pop well, on you, I... boss. <laughs> that sweet hot sugar mess. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. What I loved about that interview, though, that you mentioned was how she said, "Yeah, it was a long filming day. We didn't have a lot to do. Those of us sitting in our chairs, and so I was just really basically entertaining myself." Yeah. And I didn't realize the camera was on me. And then pretty soon the directors were saying, hey, Allison, do that thing again. Like, oh, you're watching me. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of gave her, you know, the, the creative license to really take this character and and uh, have it explode. And it did. To me, Great she's stuff. the breakout star. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think she has a crush on the teacher, Jack? Yes, but not a romantic one. I think she has a I think she I think she likes that he has this authority. Mm-hmm. He, and it's it's an anti-authority authority if that makes any sense, right? He he commands uh he commands attention, he commands power, but it is at the expense of the others who are in real power right like he's mm-hmm. he's always busting durbin right the principal and i think i so i think that's the she has a power crush on him oh okay that's why she calls him boss yeah right exactly exactly you know i want to say that there's nothing inappropriate but everything that is going on in this classroom is almost always inappropriate <laughs> this is not uh, anything that you'd want your school kids doing, but the, they get in adventures. And even though Jack, the, the teacher, wants nothing to do with these kids, really, he doesn't want to be a mentor. He doesn't want to be any sort of a positive influence. He's just there to do his time living in his dead mother's house, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Which shouldn't is, be funny, but it is. But it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the the handcuff scene with the motorized chair lift. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's the whole thing. <laughs> but it 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 really is so inappropriate. Everything he's wanting these kids to do from trying to get revenge on someone or set them up for a catfishing thing. Like, here's one of my favorite scenes where he is looking for the kids to find a way uh set up his his nemesis and the principal walks in all right everybody go ahead and start to shut your mouths settle into your chairs oh, oh god this chair sucks <clears throat> okay listen up now 
you listen up. You don't want to teach us biology. And we know you used to teach philosophy. Well, we think Whoa, biology... Whoa, shut up, shut up, shut up. No, no, no. Stop. Turn the music off. Turn it off. Take your seats. What are you, nuts? Don't ever surprise me with a rap. Don't ever rap about learning. <laughs> Saxophones do not belong in rap music. You were gonna make it rain, huh? Now look, I realize I haven't been making the most of your time, but that is gonna start to change as of right now. As I mentioned, I've been trying to mentally break my nemesis, Miles Leonard. He currently has the job that is rightfully mine and I want it back. He seems to be winning at the moment, but by the time we're done with him, he's gonna be in a loony bin begging for death. Don't you think you'd have a better chance of getting the job if you focused on working hard as opposed to trying to make him go crazy? Now, you see, my actions are justified because they produce a better outcome than any other action in this particular case. It's a basic philosophy. Act utilitarianism. Jeremy Bentham. Stop writing that down. Now, I happen to know that Miles is currently single. So, your assignment for today is to catfish him on his Facebook page. <laughs> what are you guys waiting for? Catfish! You write a flirty Facebook message, you know, using a, a fake name. You call yourself, like, Linda, and we'll send the best one to Miles. All right, look, at this point, you guys should all be catfishing or dead asleep. All right. Let's hear some of these catfish messages. You want to start? Please, no. All right. You. I want to hear something from you. Hey, boy, you're... Louder. Hey, boy, you're smooth like butter dripping off of chocolate. Gonna lick you up and down. Drip, slurp, yum. Give me that sweet, wet sugar mess. Hmm. Now, let's do keep in mind that this will be the first message that Miles will be hearing from a total stranger. But, uh, you know, it's a great start. Good. Mr. Griffin. Oh! Ralph, you snuck up on me. Yeah, uh, I put in your request for the new chair, and so that's in front of the board now. Okay, so... great. Well, let me know how they vote, all right? Okay. This is biology? Oh, absolutely. Sugar mess? Yeah, we're in the middle of it. Take care now. You guys are pretty good at this. You having fun? Yeah. 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 All right, who's next? <laughs> that hot, sweet sugar mess. Yeah, I love her delivery. And she's oh, always looking around. Her her glasses are like two feet thick. That's half of it, right? Yeah. The voice is one thing, but to see this this nebbishy Coke bottle bottom glasses, I yeah. And the show always has a really good soundtrack. It's great. And and our last episode, we did a little tribute to Dee Dee Ramones, and so I'm going to play for you the theme song of AP Bio, which is. Listen to my heart. Now, my stepson thought they were saying dick slap, but they, they're not saying dick slap. They're saying next time I'll listen to my heart. Next time, well, I'll be smart. So that's what you're going to hear, okay? Here we go. The Ramones with Listen to My Heart. I'm 
not dick smack AKA or dick, dick slap. It's not dick slap. <laughs> smack, 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 smack. <laughs> well, some people hear dick slap, some people hear dick smack, but it's really next time I'll listen to my heart. Next time, well, I'll be smart. So, but it it is a really interesting soundtrack that they have and. To be honest with you, I had zero hopes for this show when it first came on. I thought, well, this is, it's not going to last long. It's not going to last a full year. It'll be on like six episodes and gone. But damn, this show just kept getting better and better and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder, right? Yep. And I'm really saddened that it is canceled as of now after two seasons and they didn't get to wrap it up, but it really makes me sad. I'm not going to go on a full binge thing like I did with everything sucks and try and get it back, but we're not going to have an AP bio podcast. Save AP. We're not going to have a, we're not going to have a mail in campaign to Hulu where everybody sends a box of um, dissected frogs or dismembered toe. A disem- oh, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, remember yeah. the episode about the toe that got cut off? Yeah. Yeah, it's my personal Everest, yep. But <laughs> I, I don't know what they'd send. Maybe some glasses that are really thick. I don't know what they could send, but I would really like to see this show saved. I would love to see how this show could go another th- season. Or if nothing else, at least wrap it up, right? Yes. Well, that's always the kicker, isn't it? Yeah. When something that you love gets taken away from you prematurely, you just want closure. Yeah, I agree. I see where Patton Oswald and the rest of the cast are tweeting that they want to try to save the show. And like I said at the beginning of this segment, that Hulu is indeed considering it at least. So let's hope that something happens. In case it doesn't happen... Here's your chance, Ken. How would you see this show wrapped up? Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, okay. Since the students are not allowed to have their biology books and they're not allowed to study, otherwise they'll get an F and Jack will throw them out of the class. I would say that the pressure's on and the kids are realizing that they have to take the AP bio test, right? But unbeknownst to their teacher, Jack, they've been getting together at night and studying on their own. Study group. Yep. Yeah. And what they've done is they actually will go to him and Principal Durbin finds out that Jack has not been teaching these kids at all, all year long. So he's sweating it, right? He's thinking that there's going to be repercussion f's across the board and repercussions Mm -hmm. yeah so it turns out that the students have been internalizing what they were supposed to learn and doing this and they come to jack and they say we want to thank you and they have this like to sir with love moment right where they're like if it weren't for you i can't believe i'm saying this but if it weren't for you i wouldn't have studied as hard on my own and it taught me to be a leader instead of a follower and i really think that's what you wanted us to learn and he would say no i didn't want to teach you anything at all <laughs> and then another student would like heather would say but boss knew what he was doing by right. doing this no you don't understand i didn't want to teach you anything at all 
I went out of this shithole. I went out of this rat hole. I want nothing to do with any of this. And they all give him a big hug. And Principal Durbin is happy because it, the highest score that the class ever had in pre-AP bio. And it looks like he's this tremendous success. And then just at the last, like, 60 seconds of the show, SWAT shows up at the school and they arrest Glenn Howerton playing Jack Griffith and we never find out why. <laughs> That's a great wrap up. The The only uh, detail that I would add is while these kids are doing their, their study in their own time, right? They've already found their, um, their textbook online. Right? Mm-hmm. So they, so they didn't, they found a workaround for not having a textbook. And we know that Heather has has advanced butchery skills so she was leading the dissections that they would have to do and well that goes without saying and she and she could give she could provide the specimens for everybody that's right and i'd like to see the kids at their prom where we would see allison ashley arms heather dancing with her dream boat dan dan decker yeah. yeah, Spencer played played great by Spencer Moore the second. Yeah, yeah, and everyone in this class is fantastic. Wouldn't it have to be an '80s themed prom, right? Well, it would not only be a salute to the women of the '80s, but the men as well. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> Remember that joke? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Here's a video they did to try to save their school band. We demand you watch our video! Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, pretty lady. So I want to talk to you about something very close to my heart. This year's Pops concert. A jazzy salute to the ladies of the 80s and also to the men of then. Oh, okay. An orange slice. That's that sweet, tangy pop right there. Nice doll. You got it, stud. Let me lay this on you. Just like this sweet, tasty, delicious pop, Pop's concerts are essential because they keep you refreshed and smiling. They're cool and not dorky at all. Ain't that right, Mama? You know it, Daddy. Hit it, suckers. how I get that out of there <laughs> I mean this show's brought me so much joy everything from pizza slaps last time I was on a stakeout I was waiting for a Taco Bell to open do you know that they close sometimes I guess to mop right, 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 right. ladies we can just focus all right are you really that hungry that you couldn't wait <laughs> oh Jeff this pizza is not for eating <laughs> Three, two, one. Pizza slap! Dang, Michelle, that was an aggressive slap. Don't hate the player, hate the game. (laughs) I do hate the game. It's a stupid game. What? You can't say that. You haven't even played yet. Three, two, one. Pizza slap! I'm not. (laughs) Really? Really? 
So I'm over here trying to save my job, and you just got pizza all over my dead mom's turtleneck. This is too far, too far. We're done. Give me these pizzas. Whoa! <laughs> Double slap! He took it to a new level! Oh my god! He took it to a new level! It's cathartic. Yeah. It really is cathartic. Oh my god, you guys, we got the best pizza slap pictures. Look at this one of Michelle. Oh my god, wait. <laughs> oh, white boy found pizza slap? <laughs> yeah. What, white people found pizza slap? Yeah. It's a game. It's a thing. Who knew? Who knew about Pizza Slap? Apparently it's a thing. So, But this shows, it just makes me smile. And I love everybody involved with it. So if you want to enjoy a show which is rich in character and full of silly, insane giggles, check out AP Bio. And it is on Hulu. So if you Hulu, you've got two seasons of joy awaiting you or weirdness or confusion maybe i don't know whatever you get from it but i really love this show and, and i'll say this i want i expect to see our uh faithful pop stars post pictures of themselves in the show notes with their own pizza slap challenge no one's gonna do that but if they do that would be great that would be great <laughs> oh come on i can totally see konzorowski doing that yeah <laughs> pizza slap <laughs> Allison Ashley Arm as Heather is just fantastic, but this person is incredibly talented. She can sing too. She can sing. She's she's a, a, a an, an artist. Seriously, her paintings are fantastic. There's basically so much talent in this this person, and uh, I would love to interview her someday. Yeah, she's Allison. If you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> come on the show <laughs> yeah we would love to have you here it's just fantastic i can't say enough good about her but uh so whether you've never seen ap bio or it's your favorite show or you didn't care for it let us know let us know what's going on and help us save this show if you can tweet about it get involved we'll put links in our show notes as to what to do but i would really like to see this show come back you know i have a really really weird fan theory about this show oh do tell okay almost everybody knows glenn howerton from it's always sunny in philadelphia mm -hmm. in which he plays a very weird guy over there right he plays <laughs> yeah. dennis reynolds from it's always sunny in philadelphia and it's weird because they did this thing where he literally left the series but he comes back every once in a while and I have this weird fan theory that Glenn Howerton's disgraced Harvard philosophy professor, Jack Griffin, is secretly Dennis Reynolds on the lamb oh. from Philadelphia. <laughs> Very interesting. Because they've even alleged that Dennis may possibly be a serial killer in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's true. And he's just psychotic enough that he could move into some deceased woman's house and assume the identity of her son. Whoa, that's a boss theory, boss. <laughs> you, you might be onto something here, boss. Yeah, <laughs> you do a pretty good imitation of her. That's, that's pretty good. I know, I know. <laughs> that could be a weird fan theory. I don't know. I, there's no truth to it. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> If this show does stay canceled, 
I'm going to make it that it's an offshoot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in my in my own head. There you so, go. Please don't go away, show. I love you. So let us know what you think of AP Bio. Check out the album Mark Martell's Thunderbolt and Lightning. If you dig Queen, I'm pretty sure you'll dig that. Check out an album by Three Chord Money. And now to close out the show, we're going to play the anthem of our times. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? Followed up by Three Chord Money's great song, Living the Dream with Anthony Porter. Take it away. See you on the next episode of Pop. Say see ya, Christine. See ya, Christine. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? Is anybody watching? Is anybody see? I tune in every week, but yeah, maybe it's just me. Why do all the shows I like get canceled on TV? Tell me a story About ballroom glory Tell me all about Saturday night Ain't no use in complaining Cause who would care if we did And everybody's got to get through the day Got no money in the bank got no gas in the tank yeah i'd say we're just living the dream living the dream yeah we're in for some nasty weather living the dream all the things are gonna get better living the dream Tell me about Saturday night Tell me everything will be alright Yeah, we're just living a dream Yeah, we're acting out loud Laughing like clowns It might be raining, but not on me Yeah, we're singing along 
podcast is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolfe saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Say goodnight, Dick. <laughs>